0: Hi, I'm Todd, coming to you from the Spiritual and Sports Library in my uh, apartment in Verona, Wisconsin. Um, what I want to talk about is uh, talk about what's going on with the Brewers and the current... Uh, you know, things that are, you know, people are excited. Alex, you going to be opening day here. Next Monday was when they open with the Mets and uh thursday the cubs and the brewers start they have a game on thursday uh, i believe it was 115 game and then they uh take a day off and they go back at it on saturday and sunday i think the weather's be pretty decent too i uh i took a look at the weather and i was supposed to be like in the 50s and 60s so it doesn't look like much now that's going to be there but uh, i also realized it was summer it was a uh, Sign of spring and sign of summer today when I woke up and staring in my patio window here. It was a Mallard. I figured the Madison Mallards would be getting underway here pretty soon too. So (laughs) You know, all kinds of of signs of baseball. But anyways, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about the Brewers. I want to talk about the, uh, you know, there's a stigmatism out there that I have too that I believe in. is. Sometimes and they just don't want to win the damn World Series. I'm going to be negative for a little bit here. It seems to me they don't want to win the World Series. They don't want to go for it. What they want to have is, I have a thing. It's the fannies in the seats. You know, and the more the more money they can get, is the less money they want to spend. And that's the issue that I have with them. But I'm always going to have issues because I can always find negativity in anything. Uh, so, anyways, what I was going to say is that. I'm excited. I'm excited for opening Day. I'm excited for the Brewers. Do I think they're gonna win the uh, World Series for the first time in 53 years? Absolutely not. It's just, you know, it's just the way it is. I mean, heck, am I gonna like the games? Yeah. Are I gonna watch them? Yeah. Are I gonna enjoy baseball? Yes. I love baseball and, uh, you know, and wanna let my negativity steer me away from the game. Takes the fun right out of it and makes me bitter. And I don't need to be doing that. So anyways, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about the brewers and I want to talk about how they got here first. Um, Bud Steelig owned the, uh, I think it was Steelig Ford. And maybe, but anyways. He owned a car dealership here in Mad- in uh, Milwaukee. Almost in, Mad- in Milwaukee. And what happened was, the, uh, the Pilots played their first year in Seattle at Sixth Stadium. Probably like the, uh, probably as nice looking as the dump in Verona. Um, they couldn't do anything. They could not, no one did not sell any, any tickets, hardly at all. You know, they're just dead. Because nobody wanted to go to that stadium. Plus, the team was bad. Um, I... I feel like I said a lot on Friday, read, check out Ball 4, just read Ball 4. And it's about Jim Bolton and, uh, you know, I, him. and it, It's funny the little games they play with each other, you know, the going, dumping water over the people's head at the locker, or throwing water at a reporter, or pissing somebody off. It just was that way back then. It's that way today. But people are a hell of a lot more sensitive to it. But anyways, what I was gonna say is that you know a couple, some of the players I liked back then. I know as Tommy Harper was uh, traded to the uh, to the Red Sox, for, uh probably got George Scott and uh, Jim Longborg and some of these other guys and couldn't Billy Clint Arrow, I believe. But uh, what I saw, that... I don't listen. Anyways. The first game I believe was with the Angels. If I'm going off, people, I'm telling you, you can go back and check my, uh, check me out. Well, I'm just going to give you these, all these are as ideas. If you want to go fill them in with facts, go fill them in with facts. That's funny. I just like going off my Brewer memory, and all the Brewers. It gives me more excitement that way. I believe that the uh, the first pitcher that played that pitched against them for uh, for Anaheim. Well for, for the for the California Angels. Yeah, I believe it was I believe it was uh, he got I'm sorry, I'm trying to say this differently. Gary Bell was the first guy that pitched against him, I believe, and uh no, I'm sorry, wait, 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 wait. Slow down. Marty Patton. And uh, they lost thirteen to nothing or something like that. And it was to the Angels and uh Bad, it was a really bad team. You know, like I said, I think the first manager was uh, was Dave Bristol and um, and you know, and, and I'm gonna try to speed this up to the point where I'm not gonna be saying everything I said on Friday Well, what, ha- what happened was When the Brewers came to town, they had no idea they're coming here and it was like when they, uh, the Braves went through the same thing You know, they then the Braves left Beantown in 1953 and the owner put them up for uh, put them up on the block. And the uh, so the Braves came here in 1953 and the owner escaped me. Obviously, somebody that had money, right? So in '53, they got here by. And they had to hold all of the contests, too. And all the contests for the Brewers, too. So it was the same type of thing where, you know, the Braves were already the Braves, but, you know, they went from a while. And they had to hold a contest for the Sea uh, City, I can tell you that much. But, uh, man, I wish I could remember that. Uh, the owners. But they're so, everything in baseball is so... Up in the air around this time of year. You got different players, you don't know where the teams are going sometimes. The thing about this year is the rules, you know, how much of an impact is that gonna have on the game. Um, you know, it's 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 not the traditional game it used to be. The problem is, is that and I agree with this too, is that the nerds ruined it. I was reading that last night, and I agree. These guys that got a hold of the haven't played a game of baseball in their life, got a hold of a computer and we got, all of a sudden we start getting projectile miles per hour and all this other stuff and how fast it comes off your bat and just all these little, you know, this stuff that just kind of had a big negative effect on the game. And all of a sudden we're starting to look at you getting more money by hitting more home runs. So what do you do? You start swinging the bat differently and you start swinging it a lot harder and you start striking out more. That's the uh, that's the thing, that's the complaint that a lot of them have and I agree, you know, and and you know, that's the red right too isn't it? you know, the guys that uh, the stars the stars walked more times than they struck out a lot. You know, they they played for the they played for the beauty of the game. They played to win. They didn't play to how far you can hit a home run ball. That's what I think too, is I I would rate to see just take a stupid home run. It'll never happen, but they can take that home run competition in, out of there. It's just bad. I think it's bad for baseball. I remember Carlos, uh, Carlos Lee was in the home run competition back in 07, 06. And he had a really good first half of the year. He was hitting home runs and everything. He came back after the home run competition. And his swing had changed totally. And he was a lot, he was a different hitter. You know, and he's a scratch hitter, and he wasn't getting money, he wasn't getting out on my base too much either. So that was the thing with Carlos Lee that I've seen, and uh, I think it has a lot more of an effect than a lot of other people, too, because you look at Josh Hamilton, too. You know, that year that, let's see, it was maybe 07 again, 2007, 2008, something like that. And he, won, he won the uh, he won the home run competition. He won. I don't even think he was the home run competition. When he hit like twenty two in a row or something. I don't know. But the, you know, the, the guy was they had to pretty much take him off the field on a stretcher because he was so freaking exhausted. And that was the thing was is that you know after he came back after the uh the home run competition in Texas, he had he had poor stats. His last half of that half of the year just collapsed. He was on fire the first part of the year, and then last half. That's how I got in the home run competition. And then it always has the feel-good story, you know, and yeah, I'm going to recover too, but, you know, they made a lot of big deal out of Josh Hamilton being recovered, and then if he went out, he relapsed our number a couple times, and I was like, they made a big deal out of that. So I don't understand. Do you, you want to help them in or not? You know, you can. we have to be... Being in recovery is a lot different from playing baseball, I can tell you that much. Being in recovery is a hell of a lot more difficult than hitting a baseball. That's a a powerful thing to say, but you have to be in recovery to actually... to actually be able to comprehend what the hell I'm talking about. And that's what the doctors have problems with with us, too, because it's just like... We're the best liars that anybody's ever seen. I know how to lie, and I know how to, you know, and I know how to play play tricks on people. I've been doing it all my life, you know? I get really good at it when I'm starting to get narcotics. Anyways, there's enough of that crap. Well, what I'm trying to talk and to say is that with baseball, is a funny game, because, you know, it just, it's not the way it used to be. Pure baseball to me is, yeah, and i go glad I'm taking your shifts away too. You know, I like baseball for what it was last year because it had that little round ball and that bat. And the guys that were uh, holding the bat were uh, bigger than bigger than semi trucks. Anyways, I'm trying to say that these guys, these guys now, I just hope they get back to play the game the way it's supposed to be played. You know, hitting the ball, stealing bases, running, jumping, using their skills. Not worrying about not worrying about a vertical loft on a baseball. Not worrying about that stuff at all. You know, and if somebody hits a home run, awesome. That even actually promotes the home run more because the home run becomes a lot more a lot more important in the game. So the thing is what I'm trying to say, those two is that with stolen bases are huge. You look back in the 70s. Back in the late 70s, early 80s, Ricky Henderson was just starting to go nuts. The 1982 season, I'll never forget it was the Brewers. Uh, it was the Brewers' run to the World Series, and Ricky, I believe it was like maybe September, late August, early September. Mm-hmm. But Ricky was in town, and he he set the record for the most steals uh, from took the record from Lou Brock. I yeah, believe it was 103 steals, 102 steals, 103 steals. But yeah, Ricky was a, uh, Ricky was great for the game. You know, he always you know, seems like, he, you know what he does, he plays stupid. He's one of these guys that's a lot smarter than he is, than he acts, but people think he's dumb. He's not, he's just putting on an act. You know, I mean, good you really think that Babe Ruth was that stupid too? That yeah, people make that crap. You know, they, they have the stories. Well, Babe was part of the story because he liked to play the story. He's the best damn actor he could be out of himself. It's the same thing with Ricky. You know, Ricky has all these funny lines and stuff like that, but you know, I like Ricky because he was awesome at baseball. And he, he was from Oakland too. That's the thing about Oakland. The things people don't realize about Oakland, you know, he played for the Oakland A's, but he was from Oakland. Ricky played at a uh, playground named for Billy Martin. But in that Oakland, it, I'm going to go all over the place. The ADHD is just kicking in. What I'm trying to say is that, you know, this stuff with with Ricky. I mean, he was on a, he was on the Little League team with Blake <coughs> Mosby. He was on a Little League team with two or three other guys. I can't remember. I'm sorry, guys. I had it in my mind, but, yeah, he was he was on the... He was on with Lloyd Mosby and Ricky Henderson and uh, these guys that were just... In, oh, Dave Stewart was another one. And I guess are just... They grew up together. That's why the competition was so the competition in Oakland must have been really hot back then because I think all all became really good players. When iron sharpens, iron is what it is. Totally. I love I love that old Oakland team back then because they ran. Billy Martin was a coach, or a manager, Billy Ball was in play, you know, and he's fighting with all his girlfriends he's getting fired, he's getting rehired I got a uh, I got an Oakland A's book up right above me Charlie Finley and uh, the fantastic, fantastic Oakland A's that was from the uh, that was from the early 70's when they went three in a row um, but what I'm saying is that these guys these guys in Oakland were just a bunch of they were fun to watch, and they were they was a great team. And I remember going to see the Oakland A's play when Ricky Henderson was a rookie. And I remember all this stuff, because then it, it goes back to the fact that I love going down to county stadium. You go down to county stadium, you can get on the bus with them. just had to make sure the bus didn't take off. You know, and I heard so many stories about that stuff, and I remember that to, to this day. You know, it, it just, it, peathers were much more accessible back then because they didn't have to. didn't have to have a freaking bodyguard with them. They didn't have to worry about them getting shot or stabbed or anything like that. People are just. I don't understand it. It's just just. It tells the tales of society is what it does when you when you hear all that stuff. I can't even. You know. I, I just. I don't. It, it's just strange. But anyways. Uh, just what happens is I think they're not feeling our jails up be there, so there you have it. There's my opinion for the day. A lot of those. What I'm saying is that you have, when baseball, when you have a market like Oakland, and they have all, this, all these great players coming out of there, and they have the great teams and all that. One problem in the, in the 70s nobody went to the freaking games. I mean, nobody. And that old—they used to call it the Mausoleum. It's the Oakland Coliseum, it used to be the Oakland Coliseum. This thing was just empty. I and mean, you could hear the batter start to spit. You could hear the batter spit. You know, it was—it was, it was baseball in Oakland back then. To watch was not much. Not much going on there. But to play and do that, and have fun, and baseball, and basketball, and all that. It was hot back and all fun But that was the problem, and... I'll never forget this talk too, is that... I'll get back to the Brewer situation. I will never ever forget the fact that I read, the first time I read, in Charlie Finley's story about it, in his book. And it was from... I want to see, yeah, it was the late 70s, because this team was just starting to lose it. They were having all these free agents go everywhere, and you know, Jim Hunter, and and uh, Tom Baylor, and good and, uh, pitchers for the A's. They are just signing in all different directions, Ken Holtzman. But anyways, what I'm going to say is that they had nothing but you know they had a lot of retreads they had a lot of minor leaguers up there and and playing in the major leagues and they're just awful it shouldn't last that long for long it was maybe the 79 season but maybe you guys know this story but mc hammer was a rapper was excellent uh that i used to like a lot too and MC Hammer was the guy that was running a freaking running the ace for Finley. He was nine years old. You know, I mean, you do get a story about like that today. They'd be all over for ESPN. But that's what baseball was back then. It was, it was all these little subplots plot, and stories. And, and you can remember all the little small things because you didn't have all this media coverage. I remember listening to the uh, Bob Euchre stories, too, on the radio. And what was he talking about? Uh, talking about Howard Cosell. And, and so Cosell said to him, Bob, I know you do not know the definition for this term, truculent. Well, sure I do, Howard. And so he goes, it's like when you when you have a truck and you lend it to somebody, and they bring it back, that's a truck you lent. <laughs> and, I, and I remember that, uh, I don't know, you go back and watch it. You get a lot of different uh, meaning on it when you go back and watch it on, uh, on YouTube. And I, I'm not good at telling stories, but, you know, I, I do have them in my mind. I do have them in my mind, and they're made up my way I can de- I can understand him, I guess. But the thing is, getting back to the, uh, getting back to Milwaukee from the uh, from that hot pennant race they're going down. Entered, they played Oakland, and they played him on that Friday night, and he stole Henderson stole second base. And uh, what a great uh, what a great sight that was when he held up it. Then he, when he Even when he stole, he stole his career high or career, I'm sorry, yeah, his career best. I think he held the bag up or something, if I remember right. But yeah, no, this guy was, he was a showman. Even when he caught the ball, he caught the ball, he was, you know, he didn't catch it, he caught the way, he snapped it. It was great. And, you know, I, I have... I love Ricky because I like Ron a lot about him, but any, any time a guy can do what he did on the field, you know, all those home runs he had, all the base hits he had, all the stolen bases, the guy's not stupid. Um, the media's stupid because they make him up to be stupid. He used to just say some, you know, and Euchre's the same way. Euchre are pretty much carbon copy. What? Ricky did one time with two. As I remember, is reading about this is that John Olerud used to play for the yeah. Well, he used to play for the Toronto Blue Jays. And Olerud used to wear a batting helmet in the field all the time. He's like one of the only ones that ever did it. So he played when he played first base. He wore a batting helmet. He was a two-way too. He was a hell of a pitcher in college and of the hitter and so on and so forth but getting back to the story rick ricky said to him to these guys one day i don't know who the hell he's talking to ricky talked a lot from what i hear anyways what he said was yeah you're i remember a guy like you he's talking to john all who plays for the place and i think i think it was ricky was playing back in oakland or something But anyways he might even been playing for the Mariners back then he played for a lot of different teams. But anyways, what he said was, I remember a guy like you. He used to work batting I'm on the field, too. Old looked at him and goes, That was me, you nut. <laughs> but That was Ricky, though. And then it was, you know, and it, it seemed to me, too, it was like a lot of the times these off guys had a lot of, uh, had a lot of pizzazz to them. Like, you know, you had, you had Ricky, you had Mickey Rivers. It's <laughs> no better. There's no better uh, character than that guy. And then you had uh, the only other guy too. I like to do was Omar Moreno. He wasn't in the same category these guys were, but man, it was they fun to watch. They had color. They had character. There was no, uh, there's no boredom to them whatsoever. So that's what I see. You know, and I see what the First game I was saying talking about I know the Brewers got shot, I think it was 13-0 or something like that, but they just got they had a rough year. They had a rough, rough year in the, in the expansion years. And uh, you know, you could go back and it's the same, same same scenario for the uh for the Blue Jays and the Mariners. Both had just awful years. But what happened was they, you know, as time went on and they started to get different. Different traffics and stuff like that. They're able to build themselves up. But when they came out of Seattle to Milwaukee from uh, you know in, in '69, '70, when Seal acquired them, and he's been trying, he's trying to bring a team to Milwaukee for uh, for quite a few years. Of, and you know and to fill the uh, to fill the void, he had the White Sox play. I think they might have played five or ten games up here, something like that. But, uh, and that was in the early, or that was in the late 60s. And, um, so anyways, when Sealing was able to, uh, acquire the, uh, the Pilots, they had to bring their jerseys with. So they had to take all, they had to restitch, they had to take this, the pilot the P-I-L-O-T-S off, and put the Brewers on. And one day, I think it was one or two days, something like that. But it was busy, it was crazy, you know. And, and I know there's a lot of seamstress that can do fast jobs out there, but hey good. It, it turned out to be one of the best things that ever happened to Milwaukee was the 53 year stay in Milwaukee that's happened. You look at the brewers, look at the braids left in 12 years. Um, they're here from fifty-three and they're in, in Atlanta in sixty-six. You know and unfortunately. Oh boy, eighty eight again. I keep remembering stuff. I don't threaten back to me too. It's Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron's incredible. With the brewers, you know, and as long as you call him Henry, Aaron, you were fine. If you call him Hank, he would not even look at you. Um the man was the, uh, everybody thinks of him as a home run champion, that's cool, that's great, but flat out the guy's a hell of a baseball player, and a great offensive baseball player, it's the best ever, you know, and I can't even look at Barry Vons, Barry Vons, can, whatever, if you can't, if you don't want to play the game right, like all the rest of the players do, you know, they had good years in the 70s and 80s and stuff like that, and they were they weren't freaking drugged up on uh, freaking steroids and all that shit, and going Monster Mash style. Well, that's, just, that's the ones I want to, that's the ones I like to talk, talk about. You know, I mean, it's just, I, just, I love Hank Aaron. I always loved him. I remember going to a, brother uh, <laughs> would remember this too. I remember going to a, uh, a twin bill, double header game. I mean, it was my like first baseball game ever, my brother's first baseball game ever. And it was like in I think it was like July 12th or something like that, if I remember right. And we're talking hot. And they had red seats back then, and the sun would just come right in on those seats and it'd burn you. And, uh, I remember my mom had to get me out. My mom had to get us out of there. We had to go back. They were losing at the time. So when we got back, when we got back, The uh, already hit a home run to win the game. And, you know, it was just like, I look at it and I can understand why they left. But, she was wouldn't see that. But reality is that, you know, I was just happy to see a baseball game. I was happy to smell, uh, to smell a hot dog. It smells, or, uh, to, look, to look at and get some of those ice cold peanuts is what they used to say at Camarando. Uh, it it's just fun. It the best thing was too, to have a scorebook or a program. And get home and that thing would just be... That thing would just go with Because of the, uh, the constant carrying, the constant looking through it for the players and stuff like that. Oh, I love them days, big days. And you know, I talk about too about you know, being outside at the games, getting autographs and stuff like that. And you know, you, you got to know some of the players, and you got to be, uh, you know, you, you got to ask them questions. Something you would always want to ask them, they would answer it, no problems. Was there players that ducked, ducked the crowds back then? Oh yeah, definitely. But, uh, you know, they, I don't know them, but, you know, the thing is, that, you know, we could be a real pain in the ass as fans, but so can the players to the fast. So it wasn't really that big of a deal until, you know, people started getting, getting gunned and shot and whatever else and knifed and it's just so scary for the players nowadays. But anyways, I hope you guys got something out of this and I'm going to continue to come out and talk about be- baseball and. You know, and I, and I want to get back to the World Series years and stuff like that, because this was incredible. You know, and, and I hope the kids, I hope kids can enjoy baseball for what it is. Enjoy the game, you know, and you don't have to worry about, uh, you don't have to worry about the home runs and the stat geeks, you know. I play fantasy baseball, fine, but I try and run a, and run a franchise with these guys was just incredible. So I'm glad that Bruce still got the uh, Adonisio and all these guys in charge, because they're They're in it for the game, not for the bullshit. All right. Well, if nobody else has told you they love you today, I do. And I say that with the power of love.